This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. Radio Kipupit, it is uh, your radio compass to true living. We are at 15 minutes to go until the top of the hour. On the line, we do have advocate Bernardine Bacha, who is the director of, Sart- of the Sarti Bartman Center for Women and Children. Um, for those that don't know, the Sarti Bartman Center for Women and Children is a one-stop center for women and children who are survivors of abuse, in short. But uh, Bernardine, advocate Bernardine will get into details um, with us right now. Um, how are you this afternoon? Good afternoon. I'm very well. How are you? I am well. Thank you so much for joining Good. us here at 79K Pulpit. Um, we know that uh, you are a woman that is very busy. And of course, you hold many hats and uh, you absolutely um, are a formidable woman. Um, and we thought, let's grab you. Let's have this conversation. Um, and let's find out a little bit more about the work that you do at the Sarji Bartman mm-hmm. um, uh, Center for Men and Children. Um, so... Bernardine, Advocate Bernardine, maybe you can just give us a little bit of background as to who you are um, firstly and then of course coming um, into just a background of uh, the Sarge Department Center for Women and Children. Okay, thank you. Um, thank you for having me. It's wonderful to be able to speak to your listeners. I um, Obviously, I'm trained in law and, and spent many years at the um, Family Advocate's Office as a senior family advocate, but also in private practice at the Cape Bar um, in Cape Town. And my area of expertise was always the rights of women and children. So moving into the Saki Barfan Center, which I did two years and nine months ago, was very much a very natural progression for me um, and I've always obviously been a gender activist so having come into this space it just gave me a wonderful opportunity um, to have a platform where I could reach so many more and it's just so many more women than I could w- within the legal field so um, this is not a job it's an absolute privilege to be able to be given the opportunity to make a difference to so many women's um, and children's lives mm, I love that where it's not a job you know it's really just uh, more about purpose um, mm. looking at the Sarji Bartman uh, Center um, for Women and Children uh, can you give us just a bit of a background you know in terms of its, mm. why it was established and of course the purpose mm. that it serves society today right so Zanki Bartman is flat bang in the middle of the Cape Flats and um, we were established 21 years ago because of the high levels of substance abuse gangsterism abuse against women and children child neglect um, all these social ills were actually very prevalent within the Cape Flats area. And the idea was that we would build a center that would be able to speak to the needs of women and children survivors within the Cape Flats. And we obviously service the entire country. Um, we don't have any restrictions when it comes to women's geographical background when coming to the center. But in the 21 years that we've been um, going, we've actually managed to assist 230,000 women and children survivors of gender-based violence. We do that by way of nine different programs that we run that see to holistic healing for um, survivors of GBV and their children. And these run from a legal assistance program where women, not only the women in the shelter, but also women in the community can come into us and receive their divorce orders, their maintenance orders, and their protection orders. We assist them to get those things. We actually, when it comes to the protection orders, we actually get everything and, and hand the order itself to the women in their hands so that they have a measure of protection when they're outside 
the gates of the centre. We have a child protection program as well. So we go into schools, we run workshops with children, we tell them, you know, what gender-based violence is, what domestic violence is. We talk to them about anger management, healthy conflict resolution skills, uh, and um, stress, anxiety, resources if they're being exposed to DV, to domestic violence or gender-based violence. And we're basically looking to see what children need assessments, what children look like they're falling through the cracks. And those children and any other child that approaches us, with the permission of their parents, of course, can come into the centre on an ongoing basis and uh, receive counselling. So I'd just like to tell all the listeners that all of the programmes that we run at the Stark Department Centre are absolutely free, so we don't require fees for anything. Um, obviously, we have a shelter. We have second-stage um housing for women that have been through the shelter program. We have a job skills program where every woman in the shelter walks out with a certificate in some form of, of job um, training. So whether it be home-based care or anything else, she will never leave her without a certificate. She will also get things like um, computer training, first aid training, parenting skills. So the idea is that we will treat the family that comes into the centre as a holistic uh, as we can. To make sure that when she gets back into society that she doesn't go back to either the original perpetrator or any abuser, that she's wholly empowered. I love that, you know, really just looking at the um, uh, holistic approach and uh, that mm. one is fully equipped, you know, once they yes. do leave the such department organization. Because sometimes you find that there are organizations of this kind, but, um, you know, mm-hmm. th- people then almost uh, are left um, in the hands of the perpetrator, like you've said. Um, because yes. now at least there's an opportunity for one to totally escape and start a new life um, with the skills that you do provide at the such department center. Um, Absolutely. Now, just looking at, uh, you know, just how the community has benefited. Yes, you've already mentioned, but if you could mm. just maybe go a little bit into detail and elaborate, maybe mm. a story that comes to mind where um, you, you know, you took in a victim and they really did change their lives um, through being exposed to the Sajibatman Center for mm. Women and Children. Yes, I mean, every woman that comes through here, we, we, we make a difference to her. So, you know, women that come in here, just to give a snapshot of a woman that comes into the, the Saki Bartman Center, by the time she gets to the gate, she's actually exhausted all avenues. And she, and she's really got to the end of her tether when it comes to the abuse, um, the abuse situation. So she will ordinarily come in here without very many possessions, possibly with a handbag, without any other clothes because she's had to flee a domestic situation, um, an abusive situation. Um, and she would, if she's got children with her, quite often if she has a baby, the baby doesn't have bottles or nappies or, or any of the, of the general requirements that they would need. We, re- we actually supply all of that to the survivors and their children. Um, but every woman that comes through here is a success story. So um, we, we are privileged to watch the the, the growth of the woman, their healing from when she walks in, usually very timid um, and psychologically traumatized, to when she walks out fully empowered with, you know, with, with all the skills that she actually needs to actually go back into society and make sure that she um, is fully empowered, both for herself and for her children. So um, I can't, I wouldn't be able to tell you of one story because all of the stories are success stories um, and, and that's just the program that we run for the women um, and that, that is our, our aim. So 
constantly be keeping an ear to the ground to understanding what the needs of survivors are. So the needs of survivors are never static. They change all the time. Um, to give you an example of that, in 2015, we started noticing a lot more of the women that were coming in were substance dependent and very, very young. And we obviously substance dependency and, and gender-based violence are very are intertwined with each other. So we obviously weren't skilled to be dealing with withdrawals from, from substances. We then decided, okay, we were going to form a substance abuse unit for gender-based violence survivors inside the center. And I'm very proud to say that that was the very first substance abuse unit for GBV survivors in the world. So that's how Saki Bartman operates. We keep on our ears to the ground. We're constantly looking at how do we and how can we better serve our survivors uh, so, for instance, we are now looking at opening up a job centre at the at the centre to ensure that when our survivors leave here, they have a way to actually put food on the table, and they're not forced to go back to the perpetrator because he's holding the purse strings. So, as we go along, we make sure that our programmes are adapting to the needs of survivors across the board, and we're very beloved to the communities that we serve um, because we are constantly making sure that what the communities need is actually encapsulated in the pro- programs that we run at the centre. So at the moment we're running um, programs for women in the community that want to do um, job skills training as well as computer classes. These courses are all for free. Women can just contact us. It will be for this month and next month again and into November, um, and they can actually come into the centre and receive free training. Fantastic. Wow. I love it so much. Um, you know, this is so incredible um, that these women go out uh, feeling empowered, feeling that they can also contribute um, to society. Now, looking at uh, where we are right now um, as a world facing a pandemic, which is the coronavirus, of course, COVID-19. Um, how have you as an organization adapted to the new normal? Well, we had to, across the board, adapt um, right from the beginning of, 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 of the pandemic and the lockdown. So initially, what we there was regulations that went out that said that survivors couldn't leave um, after we went into lockdown and level five, leave um, uh, the, the shelters. And that was a, a national instruction that came down from government. So we had to deal with, you know, making sure that women didn't feel like they, the agency was taken away by from them, that they were actually forced to stay in the shelter. Um, that required a heck of a lot of counselling. But we also obviously had to adapt to social distancing, making sure that women were aware of the um, of the importance of washing their hands and taking their temperature and the um, symptoms of, of, of the COVID-19 virus. So we've had to adapt across the board. Um, unfortunately, right in the middle of, of lockdown five, we then had a devastating fire at the center, and then we had to move all the women out of the, the residence, their residence where the fire broke out. So that caused further complications and challenges for us because we're not actually running at full capacity at the moment because we're unable to use those residence wings. So... Um, we have we've managed to adapt as it is. You know, we use virtual um, job skills training. We've used virtual computer classes for the women up until very recently. So we've just managed to make sure that the programs were just adapted across the board. Not fully into um, women from outside are able to now come into the center um, and actually engage with us face-to-face. We've made sure that we're using rooms that um, are easily accessible for survivors and that there's proper screening, of course, 
Um, but yes, we're 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 back to normal. Um, Stay for the for the visitation um, by people from the outside. That we're still we're still keeping restrictions on for the time being, for the pure reason that a lot of the women are in the shelter as well as our staff are severely immune compromised. So we really have to be very careful about somebody being potentially exposed to the COVID-19 virus. Absolutely. Definitely. All measures have been put into place mm. there. Um, then looking at uh, how do people get a hold of you um, or the Sati Batman uh, Center as a whole, if they're looking for help, someone out there is listening today and they might know mm. someone that needs help or they themselves, mm-hmm. um, you know, need uh, some shelter and, uh, you know, need yeah. to be at the Sarji Batman mm. uh, um, Center for Women and Children. Okay, so it's really easy. We have a number. We have a number of social media accounts. So we are on Instagram at um, the Sarki Bartman Center, as well as on Facebook at Sarki Bartman Center. We're very easy to find. Both of those platforms have a way that you can engage with us. There's contact forms where you can actually get hold of us if you need assistance. Um, obviously, you, um, we have also have a contact form on our website, which is center. Dot org dot ZA. They can also phone us on 021-633-5287. Um, and obviously they can come to the center um, and um, they can also get hold of us by way of email and that's info at womenscenter.co.za. Fantastic. Thank you so much um, for agreeing to having this conversation with us. Advocate Bernardine Baha, um, uh, who is the director of the Sarji Batman Center for Women and Children. Thank you very much and do have a blessed day ahead. Thank you and thank you for having me. You have a blessed day too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 729 AM. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za